Music and fun. Miskin Radio. Uh, as for you, of course, get in touch with us on Twitter and Instagram using the hashtag the KP Sessions. Um, so, Simon, I mean, one of the one of the th- discussions I always have before for a guy I know is I, I say, like, please don't swear, please don't swear, please don't swear. And I say to you, I say, just pretend I'm talking in front of you, Nan. And then what do you say? My Nan swears more than I do. Yes. So this is a panic ridden show for myself, but let's move on. Uh, so. Uh, Simon, how, how many miles do you do you rack up driving the country to gigs? Because it must be thousands. It's a lot. It depends on the month, to be honest with you, because I've just finished a tour. So that was when I was driving a lot more. Now I've just got a new car and I've stopped driving, which is really unhelpful um, for both this conversation and for, for the new investment in my finances. But I, no, I, yeah, I would say, I don't even know. This is the problem. I try not to keep track of it. Because it, it makes me really depressed. But you spend but you spend an awful lot of time in a car. I on really your like own. my car, yes. And a lot of it, I guess, is like motorways in the silly o'clock, sort of two a.m. driving back from yeah. the north to the south of the country. Yeah, yeah. Well, I I made I made it a rule about four or five years ago that I wouldn't take a break on a drive. So I always get completely ready, and then I just, so like it took me seven hours to get to Liverpool the other like uh, two months ago, and I just didn't stop because I just I I hate stopping at service stations. I don't really like them. Yeah. Um, they're they're all pretty much the same. So I think I've seen them all now. So I'll just carry on. I just I just plow through it. But there was traffic. Do you ever, I mean, do you do the majority of that driving on your own? Because I know, like, sometimes you, you can carpool with other comics. Is that easier? Uh, mm, depends on the comedian. Mm. Uh, I did a carpool in November with a comedian. Have you ever met a comedian who's never off? Like, they just, mm. they just haven't got a personality outside yeah, of love. Yeah, of yeah. Yeah, yeah, That. He was yeah. just telling jokes the entire time. Yeah. And, I, and I hated him the entire journey. And how long, how long was the journey? Uh, it was from London to Manchester. It's, it's about like a four, three, three hour, hour gig, so three and a half hours. It was ridiculous. At one point, I even said to him, like, do you, I mean, you want to have a sleep? Like, I was like, I was just trying <laughs> nicely. The weird thing, he was actually driving as well. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> we'll trade seats. It's fine. <laughs> Uh, but it, does it? I mean, it can get you down. Like, it can have a genuine effect on like mental health, things like that, can't it? Like the idea of having you know spend a lot of time on your own and, and like t- especially touring. Oh yeah, yeah. Like uh, I would say, this is why I kind of limit myself to to sort of four, maybe five gigs a week if they're out of town because I don't, I can't do it. I just I I know comedians who can. I've got a mate of mine. He does like seven nights a week and he'll just go around and he just he. He, but the thing is, he doesn't do anything during the day. He just drives to the place mm. and then and then spends the day in the city. And I can't really do that because I do a lot of writing work and like editing podcasts and things. So I don't really have the capacity to just go to a city and sit there and like enjoy a museum like you will. So I suppose it's a completely different situation. Um, and he's probably more emotionally stable than I am. So well, um, you know, we yeah. judge that later. Um, <laughs> with when the doctor arrives now. With- <laughs> Where, like with, um, I'm an oversharer. I'm sorry. With, <laughs> with, with, with gigging, like uh, so in, in comedy, I guess it's, it's similar to music, but with comedy, you, you have progression, don't you? The idea is that you do a certain amount of gigs, and then so for like, if you do a, a slot for 20 minutes, a 20 minute slot at a club, how many gigs would you have had to do before that 20 minute slot? Uh, as in to get a paid slot at the club, or to get the 20 minutes to get just a 20? No, to get the paid slot, to get an est- being established uh, that and get that will depend on the club though as well, and that will depend on your status outside of the club. Because if you're famous, you could pretty much walk into any club and just you know they'll put you on. Mm. I know, like for example, Comedy Store, for example, would have like a standing you know spot if they, if if Frankie Boyle turned up, they'd go, yeah, you can just go ahead, do whatever. I d- he did it at the stand. I was at the stand in Edinburgh, and this is why it's, he's in my mind. He literally he's an associate director to the club, but he he just turned up mm. and they just gave him like 20 minutes and I was on uh, directly after him which was not the easiest spot in the world um, mm. so yeah it, uh, but in terms of me getting a spot like that 
to get the material together, I would say probably takes three months, two and a half months to get a 20 spot together. And then in terms of like getting to a paid progression thing, assuming the, the gigs have all gone well, like you don't have to like redo an open spot because they didn't like you the first time around could take two or three times to do that club but that gets spread out because they need a rotation of acts so oh, i don't know how boring this is becoming but um if, if i get booked like january they probably won't book me again until october because at least because they need to have a rotation of acts mm. regardless of how famous you are because they don't want to have like your name just all and, all, and all clubs want different things as well don't they yeah yeah so yeah some some clubs just don't like what i do <laughs> Um, which is fine and I'd rather they tell me that before I drive to Manchester but the um, yeah you, you just don't know until you've done their room and and it's it's kind of depressing that but it's it's also nice to know up front because if you do 10 minutes and you just know they don't like you then you just never go back there again and, and the show you're you're taking up uh, to the Edinburgh Festival <laughs> I feel like I've depressed everyone in this room yeah I mean it, no, there were 10 people listening that really wanted to get into comedy and now there's only one probably that really oh, wants okay. to get into comedy on, no, honestly do do if you think you can be funny to people um, do give it a go it's mm. definitely it's made no like as much as it's ruined my mental health it's actually made it a lot better as well because I've got a creative outlet for mm. things I'm feeling which is good which I didn't have before so I would say it's just as useful as it was detrimental because if they don't like me, it's horrible. But if they do like me, it's better than sitting at home trying to work out how I feel about something. Um, so this, this show that you're taking up to Edinburgh, um, it, it doesn't have a theme, does it? And Edinburgh <laughs> shows, one thing is like they have to have a theme. Um, you know, whether you, whether you choose sport, relationships, something like that. But you don't have a theme. But that is, in, in effect, a theme. That is the, yeah, that is the, the paradox of the show. So essentially, I got... Bored. I wrote a theme show last, uh, in 2015 called Buddhism and Cats, and the theme was Buddhism and Cats. And uh, I couldn't be bothered with an intricate title. Everyone else was doing puns on their names. And I, I thought I could do a pun on Kane, but it's just not worth it. So, um, and, and this time around, I've been talking to, I do a podcast where I've been talking to loads of like reviewers and industry people and stuff like that. And all of them were just like, just be funny. Like, you don't have to, like, string it together. And I was like, I don't really need a framework. I can write, like, 30 jokes and put them all into one sort of order. So that's basically what I'm doing. I decided um, I'm going to have, like, a through line and a starting joke and an ending joke to pull it all together. But ultimately, it's it's not really got a theme. And I, th I find that a lot more freeing as well because it means that, like, sometimes, I'll, like, one minute I'll be talking about, like, gender and then a minute later I'll be talking about Michael Jackson and then a minute later I'll be talking about my anxiety at Tesco's and like it, it for me it's a lot of fun because like they're all trying to sit there just sort of going oh it's all gonna tie together at the end and at the moment it doesn't in the previews so <laughs> so they all leave really disappointed but it's not my fault I've never promised anything I've just said it'll be a preview <laughs> so this is uh, comedian Simon Kane, and we've also got uh, Alana Hazard uh, Tumbridge Wells singer-songwriter she's gonna be doing uh, two live songs uh, very soon we're gonna hear from her um just after this on Miskin Radio. Back to New Old World, they're a Medway band. Suppression Starts at School is their latest single. So uh, here with Simon Kane, a comedian, and uh, Tumbridge Wells singer-songwriter Alana Hazard. Um, so Alana, um, so you're 17 now. Yeah. When did you start? Because you start writing songs. You started extraordinarily young. Yeah, I was about 11, mm. but I only started gigging when I was 13, and that was horrendous that first uh yeah, yeah we're gonna yeah we're gonna talk about that later actually that that um that 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 first gig um right now i want to know about your first song because now your first song <laughs> was about it was inspired uh when you were having breakfast and it was about cereal yeah granola <laughs> and what was it called um i named it healthy heart because on the back it was like a slogan mm -hmm. and i just thought oh that would make sense in a song and yeah i even used 
the actual box as a songwriting book because I had because obviously I had my guitar teacher at the time I used that to keep all my notes in as well as it being a song <laughs> but did, what happened to the granola pack like what happened did it, did it have did you keep it in the cupboard or like did you I have all the granola did you, did you eat I all the granola in yeah. oh, I okay. had it <laughs> it's like do you remember when there used to be toys and bo- bottles of cereal boxes and like you deliberately eat all the cereal yeah. and then you could get the little toy like that. I remember the day I realised you could just take the cereal out and get the toy. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Blew my mind. Can you can you give us the best bit of that that yeah. so that healthy heart song with the cereal box? Right. A hundred percent sugar. No added salt to make it bitter, bitter, bitter. Oh no, the healthy, healthy, healthy heart, the healthy, healthy, healthy heart. All it needs is love, love. Yeah, and they just carried on. <laughs> There was a moment there where I was thinking, I've got to interrupt this at some point, but I really don't want to. Uh, so that was about Granola. But we've moved, like, uh, so, I mean, I guess you've, you've, you've kind of uh, developed, moved on from writing about Granola. Yeah. Um, but, uh, I mean, there's going to be, there's like, you, you get one of the songs you're going to perform tonight, so you do too, is actually about when your, your granddad died and it's, it's from yeah. your dad's perspective. Yeah. Because I thought, just by writing from my perspective, I don't think it would reach that many people as I wanted it to so and at the time my dad was really struggling with it and I find it really hard to help people out by just talking to him so I wrote that and sung that to him and it did help him I think a lot so how, and how old how old were you then oh it was only last year last so. year I mean and that's an incredibly deep meaning to do I think yeah. like um for for anyone to do but um to kind of write a song from someone else's perspective that's something else. Yeah. Um, and my dad isn't known for expressing his feelings very well. So, what uh, uh, what people might not know as well is uh, you've got you've got a hearing impairment. Yeah. And uh, sort of, and that actually, but that led to like indirectly actually led you to to doing music. Yeah, because when I was born, I obviously had bleeds in the brain, and one of the things the doctor said to my mum was to stimulate my brain with music. So a lot of the people at my age as a baby would be listening to baby music and I was listening to Luther Vandross and Frank Sinatra and stuff like that just because they said that would be a lot more better and yeah that's sort of where I started learning and singing and loving music really. Uh, do, you, do you like sing everywhere everywhere you are? Like, yeah whatever you're doing? I, I've been told off for singing in class a lot and I don't know it's just I sing in the toilet I sing in the bath I sing going around the fields I just sing anywhere <laughs> But yeah. Do, like, do you, um, so you say, you know, you say about um, that you didn't sort of know how to, to help, help, help your dad deal with things and you, you wrote a song. Do you, so you, if you were told like to, to do a presentation or something like that. Um, I would cry. Yeah. I'd absolutely cry. But you could it. do it if you I, If I it. could sing it, then yeah, I'd do it. But I couldn't speak for 10 minutes. I'd rather sing for 10 minutes. Exactly for the, like, the presentation, I just couldn't talk it. It stressed me out. <laughs> and Simon, like with with yourself, would you if if you if someone was to say to you, right, you've got to do a presentation on on on, on, on like a product or something like that, um, but you're not allowed to use a joke. How would you feel like with that? Would that scare you? Make you more vulnerable? Yeah, but I wouldn't. I would still do it 
if I had the time to do it because it's fine to be vulnerable. Like it's <laughs> it's nice. Like I, <laughs> I do. So I sound like a child. I uh, do university lectures quite a lot on social media and on comedy and and marketing and things like that. And I I do them because they scare me more than anything because that like you're talking to people who um, they can interact as well. Like it's not like a gig where you you know you're telling a joke and their only interaction is either shouting you're rubbish or uh you know laughing hopefully mm. um whereas these people they'll put their hand up and all like, ask you actual questions and like get involved and stuff so it's it's uh yeah i think i think if the thing if the only reason for not doing something is that you're scared of it do it anyway if you've got the time and you don't you, you know you're gonna die one day you might as well like feel that. a bit vulnerable yeah Put that in a song, Alana. <laughs> I will. That, uh, put that next to the healthy heart. Yeah. Believe me, making that funny is hard. Um, <laughs> uh, but I did it, I just did it. Okay, well, it's uh, time for First Life Songs, so um, I'll let you in- introduce it. This song is called Fallin. Yeah, and here it goes. <laughs> Ground to the ground. 
Is uh, Alana Hazard with her first uh, song in live session. It's called Falling, and uh, so it's about your granddad Tom. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, so it's written from uh, your dad's perspective uh, after his father died. Um, and uh, you're going to do another uh, live song in around about sort of five minutes' time. And if you want to watch that as well as uh, listen to it as well, um, go on to the Miskin Radio Facebook page. That's M-I-S-K-I-N uh, Radio. And you'll be able to watch uh, her live as well. So this, uh, this next track is Skies. Uh, it's called Hold On. It's Folkestone duo Ali and Jez. And we've got comedian Simon Kane. And Alana has it here at live in session. Okay, so now it's time, of course, for our second live song uh, from Alana. And uh, if you want to watch it, uh, go onto the Miskin Radio Facebook page and uh, you'll be able to see a live stream of it as well. So I'll let you introduce it, Alana. Hello again. <laughs> um, this song is called True Friends and it was written for my best friend, Jack Terry. So here it goes. <laughs> Certain people make the world a better place You are one of them Without you in it, oh it wouldn't be great You make the world, you make the world a better place Oh, true friends are never apart Oh, maybe by distance, but never by heart There's lots of things I'd like to say to you, but I don't know how to I love you not just for your looks, but for who you are The way you treat me makes me feel like a queen I never thought that this could ever happen to me I can't thank you enough for everything you've done for me When you smile or pull a funny face When I'm feeling down, you soon make me feel great You wrap me up and give a hug or two Oh, I don't know what I do I don't know what I'd do without you Oh, true friends are never apart Oh, maybe by distance But never by heart 
There's lots of things I like to say to you, but I don't know how to. I love you not just for your looks, but for who you are, for who you are. The way you treat me makes me feel like a queen. I never thought that this could ever happen to me. Can't thank you enough for everything you've done for me. Don't know what I'd do if we fell apart. Oh, and I haven't you by my side, but surely break my heart. So you're staying, my friend, to the very end. There's lots of things I like to say to you, but I don't know how to. I love you not just for your looks, but for who you are, for who you are. The way you treat me makes me feel like a queen. I never thought that this could ever happen to me. Can't thank you enough for everything you've done for me. I can't thank you enough for everything you've done for. Me. It's Alana Hazard with True Friends, her second life song. Uh, it's on Facebook. A couple of people have been getting in touch. Lisa's absolutely brilliant. Uh, Karen says such a lovely song. Um, and it was, I absolutely 100% agree. Um, that was delightful. Thank you very Thank much you. for that, Alana. <laughs> oh, I love that. Uh, it's the other part of me. It's called Smile. Uh, that's possibly the cheeriest song we've ever played on this show. Um, uh, it's by Aaron Nordley. Uh, he's from Gravesend, uh, but his sort of stage name uh, for music is the other part of me. So do do find him on Facebook. Um, his, his track is Smile. Um, now it's time for this. Worst jobby wobby, worst jobby wobby, worst, worst, worst. Worst jobby wobby, worst jobby wobby, worst. So this is the point where we talk about. The worst jobs uh, people have done on the show, so sort of musicians and actors and, and comedians tend to do the most strange jobs. Uh, Simon, some comics do, though, keep their like normal, normal day-to-day part-time jobs, even though they've been on TV doing comedy, which I guess a lot of people don't realise. Yeah, no, it, it depends on how well, again, it depends on your profile, because if you're doing your first TV spot, they don't actually pay as well as you'd imagine they would like most people i think you think they go on tv and it's like ah, oh, just thousands of pounds they just mm. throw money at you and the reality is they're a business they can't just keep throwing money at everyone so um yeah and, and also if it's your first spot you if you if your management doesn't have a specific plan for after that so for example if you're if you're going to do that spot and then you don't have a tour afterwards or you don't have something that would capitalize on your newfound potential audience or whatever um yeah you, you tend to keep a keep a uh, a day job or or you or you even you might want to anyway i mean i know some people um have kept their day jobs well into being profitable as a comedian just because of either insecurity or just or just they like the routine of it because uh you, you don't get up at a normal time for this job but then you don't go to bed at a normal time or well, i say n- normal in quotation marks so uh yeah i mean i should i tell you what my job is or should i wait well I, so this sorry because no i mean i i adore this job right this this is the, <laughs> so i don't I, i've never told you this Simon. when i when i talk about jobs and comedy and work i often say i know someone that does the best job i know you do the best job that i've ever known you think right? it's the best job. well yeah exactly yeah. i'm sure there are, i'm sure there are down but tell, tell us what you do 
Okay, so I write jokes for Twitter essentially. Yeah. So uh, if if you've if you follow a brand on Twitter or on Facebook and they've ever said anything funny to you, I've not read all of it, obviously. But like, um, I can't write for every brand. But I write, I just yeah, I just write for brands all the time. So year. some of them are, have been Haribo, yeah, uh, Carphone Warehouse, Mercedes, yeah. yeah. Uh, and then my particular favourite is Toblerone. It's my favourite. It's my favourite chocolate. Right. My favourite. So, Arnie, you're a big fan of Toblerone. Yeah. Favourite chocolate. Right. So, first question, obviously. Do you get Not sponsored, of, by the way. Do, just you, do you get a load of free Toblerone? <laughs> I did, yeah, when I was working for them. I They, they had this just, like, metal cup. You know those, like, metal cupboards you, like, imagine in, like, sci-fi films of, like, where they keep all the, like, uh, paperwork and stuff? They have that. <laughs> I'm going to interrupt you. Uh, you went to the sci-fi film, but then you mentioned paperwork. Yeah, you know. I was just like, phasers or something like that. No paperwork in sci-fi yeah, films. Yeah, they don't they, do any admin. Yeah, because if they keep it on the computer, the alien will find it. That's why oh. they keep it as a printout. It's a, it's a logical point. Anyway, so they uh, they had that for like Toblerone, and and like the thing is, because they because they were meant to give them away in like competition stuff. If it didn't get given away quick enough, or like it was about to go off, they just go, "You can just have it." And I was like, "I'm blooming having that. That's amazing." It was the worst job for my waistline ever because I remember one lunch I had four of the four of the four hundred. You know, before Brexit. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. I had four of the four hundred ones, and then they were like, "You're not going to lunch," and I went, "I don't feel good." It. I'm not. No. So, so I'm were not you there when anymore. when they changed the size and there was no? Uh, oh, they don't like me now. This is why it's an awkward conversation because uh, I left, and then two months later, I was still in the same building but for a different brand, and they were the floor below me, and I started the online petition to change them back because <laughs> I was annoyed, and uh, I hadn't bumped into them for the entire two months that I was there, and then the day I did that, I bumped into my line manager, my old line manager, in on the way out, and he was like. Thanks for that, by the way. Alana, do you, what, are you, what are your yeah. thoughts on the Toblerone changing size? Disgusted? You can't yeah. swear, remember. Like that's, <laughs> that's why I'm struggling to express anything. Um, it was awful. I was like, come on, like, honestly, just make the... Pr- and also ref- change the price if you're going to change the amount of chocolate you're giving me. Was there, I mean, there was like... Yeah. A, I mean, they say there were online petitions. So would you have been... Would you have had to have got like a lot of the tweets? Yeah. Like, so people called. would have been tweeting you saying, like, listen, like, you, do you... Like if you open up the Toblerone account yeah. and you were doing it, you would have seen all the stuff coming into Toblerone, like people yeah, complaining. Yeah, yeah. My my job is to like write, first of all write the updates, but also write the replies. So yeah. I have to sort of like keep to their tone of voice and and have conversations like that. I remember one brand which I can't name for legal reasons, but they uh, they did a they took out a front page on a Metro like you know in the London a while paper, ago, yeah. and it had a, a false claim on it, and we we had. A like literally I turn my phone on in the morning and you know like when you turn it off airplane mode it just hits you just waves of people having a go at me because everyone had picked up the metro that morning and I was and I knew I couldn't do anything until I got in because you have to have a meeting about it every time before you do something like that that's where it's not the best job in the world so you're not like you're not tweeting in your bath or like so like, like Alana writes songs on, a, on the toilet and like writes everywhere you, you're not writing tweets for companies like anywhere you have to be in the, the office building well no I mean I can do it from home and stuff but it's a case of if there's something like that happening you have to have a meeting about it before you react to it it, much like you would do for you know like a TV ad that went wrong or something like that. We're not just sat in our like respective bathrooms, not the same bathroom. Like just <laughs> just sort of writing songs and just tweeting all the time. Like that's. Though I don't want everyone listening going in going. Oh, it sounds really sweet. He just sits in the bath all day, tweeting on behalf of Toblerone. Eating Toblerone and tweeting. <laughs> yeah. Toblerone, I mean, don't get me wrong. That is, that would be the dream job. I that would, would be the life. I would gladly. I would melt them and bathe in them and just live there in the in the beauty of that. But yeah, I mean, that'd be the worst chocolate to lie on. Like Toblerone is literally the worst chocolate to lie on if it's not melted because it's got a point. It's a yeah. triangle. So if you lay loads of chocolate down and you lay them, that that is probably the worst. There's not a worse chocolate to what sit on. What you find because I've made a, a cheesecake before. We've had to 
like melt the chocolate for the top. The problem you've got with that is it's got the nougat in, so already you're also against up against yeah, quite a lot of. Yeah, you're melting that in a bath. You can use it as exfoliation for the legs. Not for nougat. <laughs> yeah. Can you? Yeah. Oh, we're all learning here tonight. Oh, that's amazing. I didn't realize. <laughs> Have you got a song about nougat? No, but I'm gonna Damn make it, it right. when we get home. <laughs> this is we're we're creative right now. Let's go into a bathroom. That oh, so sounds weird. <laughs> um, I felt like this should be dappening in the bathroom <laughs> from what you've said. Is that not? A <laughs> quite worried now moving on yeah, your mum's like sitting right there um, <laughs> so when did you first meet Simon uh, well, uh, <laughs> we're in the yes, bath we were in the bath writing <laughs> jokes and songs yeah so that's, that's but the worst the worst part about that job is the amount of legal involved and the best part about that job is eating free chocolate all day um, and so that so again, again we do tend to talk about worst jobs but we, we there we talk about a best job now Alana I want to hear about your first gig because I asked you earlier about sort of worst job and you said well sort of you know 17 you haven't had that many jobs but you had a terrible first gig like the it most nightmarish gig it was it was sort of thrown on me by my guitar teacher and I was like okay I'll give it a go and by then getting to the gig I don't you know rescue remedy that stuff you have for the exams, the stuff you oh, have okay. to like spray in your mouth. Yeah. I drunk bottles of that to try and cool me down, and I was like, still really, really stressed. Do you I not got do the steam thing. You know the steam. I've never heard of that. You know, do the steam. It's where see we're sharing. <laughs> Look at us sharing our knowledge. Uh, my, my friend, she um, has like a ste- like a face steam thing that like just clears out your throat because yeah. the steam goes down your throat and. It's not for everyone, so don't like okay. talk to your teacher about it first. Okay. But the idea is <laughs> talk to your teacher. <laughs> I don't know. I There's one quote that, that we're going to get from this radio. Talk to your teacher about well, it first, kids. Come on, talk to your teacher. teacher. Sounds now you make me sound patronising. <laughs> no, but like because basically it hydrates your throat, but through steam rather than yeah. through drinking, and so it, yeah, it means you don't have to take in any chemicals. Oh. Really good. Try that next time. So what happened? What happened? Sorry, so when we get so this time, time. Yeah. because um, I, because so your she, your mum your mum Joe is with us in the studio, but she, <laughs> I she was involved, wasn't she? Yeah. She she was involved. She literally she did save me that day because the song obviously the serial song. I got halfway through it and the nerves just got to me way too much and I forgot the words and just started crying on stage and then next thing I know, mum's jumped out of the chair. She's up. She's grabbed the mic. And she's singing the rest of the song with Jack Townsend, my bass player, back in, doing the whole thing whilst I'm playing the guitar. And then she tells me to take the mic and I carried on and it was fine. But yeah, without mum, I would have probably just... With actions as well. In the corner, yeah. Actions, dance moves. M- mum's got songs and dance moves for everything. <laughs> Absolutely doing, everything. Dad does The kettle, the lot. Yeah. The gateway to your community. Miskin Radio. Hello, Kieran here. Thank you for downloading. If you get your podcast on iTunes, don't forget to click the subscribe button so you get a free podcast delivered to you every Thursday of our best bits from that week's show. And also on iTunes, do leave a review as well. We love those. And on Facebook, there's loads of video content you can watch as well. Just search the Kieran Paul Sessions. Bye-bye. <laughs>